Welcome to Hope Church Online with Hope Church Birmingham. I'm Adam, the lead pastor. Let me just go ahead and say, Merry Christmas. We are honored that you would tune in with us for this Christmas sermon message. We're going to be having this message preached on our Christmas Eve service. And so if you weren't able to join us, let me tell you, it was an exciting thing uh, that we wish you could join us. But maybe you'll be at our next service that we'll be gathering uh, in the very first of the new year. We'll be gathering in person, worshiping together and finding hope as we look forward into 2024. But once again, thanks for tuning in with us. And I hope that you find the hope of Jesus more than ever on this Christmas holiday. Thank you. The title of today's message is Good News, the Overlooked Gift. Starting in Luke chapter 2, verses 15 through 16. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. Now, I don't know about you, but I love the Christmas holidays. It's fun. I love getting gifts. I love giving gifts. I love eating food. I love the lights. I love the Christmas holiday. And I love the focus on Jesus more than ever before. But we do love here in America gifts, right? I read some statistics that there are more than 1 billion Christmas cards put into print every year in the United States. One billion. I can't even wrap my mind around that. Then during the Christmas season, more than 4 million tons of wrapping paper and shopping bags are thrown away. Let me say that again. One million tons of wrapping paper. I go through some wrapping paper. I toss it left and right, but that is a ton of trash. Now in my message uh, at Hope Church in person, I'm going to have a box uh, wrapped in a Christmas wrapping paper, just to give you a visual here. And inside the box is going to be filled with different types of candy canes. And right in the box, there's going to be a little bit of crumbled up, look, what looks like a piece of scrap paper, um, but there's going to be something inside the paper. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to invite all the kids to come up on stage. So imagine you're there, all the kids come running up and I say, all right, everybody, you get to get your prize. And as a happens with kids, they're going to grab the candy and probably take all that I have in that box of the candy. And then they'll go back to their seat. So here we are in the message. Now, this is a gift, right? And I know over the next couple days, a lot of us have already opened gifts. We're going to give gifts. Maybe you'll even receive gifts. And I don't know about you, but anytime someone gives me a gift, I think that's good news. <laughs> and over the last month of December here, in our Christmas season at Hope Church, we've been talking about the good news of Christmas within the Advent season. This idea that the coming of Jesus is good news. And he came and he's going to come again and he's going to be triumphant when he comes. And so this Christmas Eve message, I want you to hear me. Jesus came as a baby, humbly, born as a virgin that we found, as we read in Luke chapter two, found by shepherds lying in a manger where they kept feeding the, the, the animals, where the animals were stay. There was no room for this Messiah. And they placed him in a manger. You see, this is good news. Not simply that he came in a manger, but that he came and he was born. You see, this big idea today is that 
the news of Jesus' birth changes everything. The fact that Jesus came and was born changed everything. Because of this news, our whole world's perspective can be different. We can have hope that things may be one way today, but they can look different tomorrow. This is what comes in the good news. John chapter 1, verse 9 through 11, John wrote, said, The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. You see, we have a world that walks in darkness. We have a world that is content being in chaos, in the unknown. And if they're not careful, the dark world will miss eternity. But Jesus made it clear, John made it clear that Jesus came in human form, God incarnate in a child, so that he would one day bring light to the darkness, hope to the hopeless, freedom to those who are bound. John meant that the reason why anyone, that he wanted us to know, John, the reason why any of us born into a world of love or care or goodness at all is because of the true light that came and still has come and gives light to the world we're in today. Yet, as he wrote in verse 10, the world did not know him. We talked about this in week one. There was good news and bad news. The bad news was that people didn't receive him. The good news is that he still came in spite of us and still gives us hope. God came to the same world he created, the creatures he made in his own image, yet the world did not know him. This shows us how deeply fallen we are as a creation and how much we do need this light in our dark. And just as the light of the world was overlooked by his own people and unknown by his own people, the entire region, the very people who were looking for the Messiah come, missed it. These Jewish people were expecting a Messiah, but not like this. They thought he was going to come as a king. It's this great, magnificent thing. Just like if you watch the news when the royal family ever has a child, they make a big deal. They thought it was going to be even bigger than that. But he came overlooked in a stable. And I think it's hard for us to understand because in our minds, we assume, oh, I would never overlook Jesus. No way would I put him in the inn. No way would I put him where they put the animals in my house. I'd give him the top bed. I'd give him my bed. I'd give him the very best. That's who I am. I'm a Christian number one. (laughs) But I actually think we're quite inclined to overlook the gift and to miss the light of the world. Because we're looking through our own parameters and our own perspectives, just as the Jewish people and the Israelites during that time overlooked not knowing the light of the world because they had an idea of the way it was going to look. And he came in a humble presentation missed by every, because it looked different. We too miss the gift of Jesus, overlook the gift of Jesus when he comes often. You see, it's easy to miss it. Because we get so focused on so many things going on around us. Oh, I need to buy this for this person. Oh, I've got this event going on. I got to host this party here. I got to get this ready. And what happens is we get so focused on everything else that we overlook the importance of the birth of Jesus in our life. See, the kids here today, they, they grabbed out of this box of this gift that had lots of candy here. And I hope they, they've enjoyed it. But right here in this box is also a little piece of scrap trash. And right in this scrap is a gift card. (laughs) And this gift card is worth more money than the candy they took. They missed it because it wasn't grabbing their attention the way the other candy was given. And as silly as it 
scenes, I think we do this with our walk with Jesus. We go, oh, I want this, I want that. But meanwhile, Jesus is there sitting, waiting for us. And what I want us to understand, and I want us to be challenged with as we're listening to this message, is that in spite of what's going on in my day, in spite of what's going on in my world, in spite of what I may be dealing with at this very moment, I need to be aware that Jesus's birth is a gift that keeps on giving. People missed Jesus' birth 2,000 years ago and how really good his good news was. And I think we do too. And we fall into some of the same traps that they did as well. So I want us to look at a few things that we must be aware of. We often overlook the gift of Jesus' good news because we become distracted. John Piper said, the greatest enemy of hunger for God is not poison, but apple pie. It's not the banquet of the wicked that dulls our appetite for heaven, but endless nibbling at the table of the world. What was this author and pastor saying? He was saying, sometimes we get content and we're not hungry for Jesus because we've been filling that with fake void, uh, void fillers. And as a result, we don't necessarily have the desire and hunger that we should because we're distracted by everything. The people there, when Jesus was born, we know a census was going on. We know that they were busy. Things were taking place. And that very night, they missed the birth of Jesus. They were distracted. Then there's another thing that we have to be aware of. Sometimes we become too distressed when we overlook the gift of Jesus. What do I mean by that? We end up in difficult seasons in life. The Bible tells us that not everything's going to be golden roads here on earth. He says, the Bible says we may have trials. And James says, count it a blessing when we do face trials of various kinds, especially if we face trials as Christians. And what happens is sometimes we get so distressed that we cannot lift up our eyes to look that Jesus is wanting to bring us light. Someone needs to hear this in this moment. Just because the enemy stole a season of yours, doesn't mean you need to allow him to continue to steal the seasons of the whole year. You may have had a difficult 2023, but I can tell you things can change in 2024. I believe there is hope that was found in a manger, a gift that was opened, that opened the door for us to have eternal life and freedom and purpose, joy, peace that surpasses under our, over, our understanding. So we got to be careful not to be distressed and miss the gift. And thirdly, in our culture, I've noticed we've become deconstructed. This act of deconstructing. I'm going to look at what I've been taught. I'm going to look at foundational principles and I'm going to tear it all away. Not based on truth, but based on feeling. We believe that the Bible is our foundation. It is our biblical truth that guides everything. This means this biblical foundation trumps my emotions, trumps my desires, trumps fleshly desires. It overrules all of that. What happens is, though, when we become deconstructed, we take part in unbelieving. Unbelieving. It's important for us to hear. In the Christian world, we got to know there is doctrine and there is essential doctrine. Now, there's some things where people go, okay, what is this? Was was the, that, that may not be essential, non-essential is what I should say, which may be going, okay, did David stay in this period? Okay. Um, was the seven day creation story a literal seven days or was it longer? Okay. When 
Um, this is in Revelation, is this poetic imagery I'm reading. So there's some non-essential and essential perspectives. But there's also, the Bible is not, the Bible is essential. When people begin to deconstruct their faith, they begin to go, everything is non-essential. And so then what happens is my personal convictions become my essential foundation of belief. Well, that is itself flawed thinking. Because if I decide what is right and wrong, then it is based on me. And then I have become God. And as human beings, we are terrible gods. Because we have the ultimate one and the one who created the universe and breathed life into all of us. So here's what I want you to hear me today. This gift of good news is so important. The gift of good news of Jesus brings purpose to your life. The gift of Jesus means life isn't meaningless. The gift of Jesus means there's hope that things can change. The gift of meanings, uh, Jesus, means we can be allowed to live a life of intentional moments. I don't know about you, but I've had a life full of some, some cool moments, some, some core memories and moments. And maybe you've, maybe you have some, think about it. Take a moment. Do you have a core memory? Maybe when you made a best friend in, in school, or maybe a core memory of yours is when you got married on your wedding day, or, or maybe a core moment's even when you went to a church service and accepted Jesus as your savior, when everything was a mess, but found peace that surpassed understanding. We all have these core memories and moments. And our challenge today is to look at the possibility that when we receive the gift of Jesus in our life and in moments all throughout our day, no matter the situation might look, we're allowing our moments that would be naturally dark to be illuminated because the light of Jesus Christ that illuminates the glory of him and who he is, but also the purpose of God and his hand in my life. When these moments take place, things change, friends. The mundane can go to massive opportunities. The monotonous can turn into momentous. The maleficent can be transformed to magnificent. The missed Jesus can be received as a personal my Jesus. And this Christmas, I have to ask you, friend, what kind of moment? will you have with the light of the world? In my prayer, it is not an overlooked gift moment, but one that is open, received, and welcomed, and embraced like never before. You see, I believe that Luke chapter 2 shows us the importance of looking at the good news of the birth of Jesus. And I believe there's two practical examples of how we could take steps to welcome this good news of life. The first one, which was in Luke 2, 15 through 16, which we read earlier. The first step is to look. How do we not overlook? We need to look for the good news. What did they say? Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. Friends, just like the shepherds did. These were just nobodies, guys that were ragtag crew. We must look diligently for the life of Jesus, the, the light of Jesus in our life. Take action, make haste. Do not delay to take a step of action to look for Jesus. How are you looking for Jesus at your workplace? How are you looking for Jesus in your family? How will you look? Secondly, in Luke 2, 25 through 28, we see another example. It's not simply just look, but as we look, we must also wait. Wait doesn't mean wait in stagnation, not wait in apathy, but wait in action, wait in persistence, right? 
If you've ever gone hunting or fishing, yes, you sit and you wait a lot, but you're waiting in action, waiting for a moment. In Luke 2, 25 through 28, right after Jesus is born, we see that they're getting ready to take Jesus for his ceremonies of the, as an infant. And they, we see a guy by the name of Simeon. He was old, but God told him he would see the Messiah. Verse 25. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And this man was righteous and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. Verse 27. And he came into the spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of law, he took him up in his arms and blessed God. Why did I tell you that? Because God had told Simeon, a man in his old age, righteous and devout, that he would be waiting for the Messiah to come and it would come when the Holy Spirit was upon him and it happened. And when he found Jesus, he not only simply waited, he waited in action and took and embraced the moment. So I have to ask you today, have you been looking and are you waiting? Are you waiting right now? What are you waiting for the good news to be welcomed into? What are you waiting for that you need the light of Jesus to shine in? John 8, 12, Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Friends, today, this is not a complicated message, but it is such an important message. We have good news that we can know the light of the world. We have good news that we don't have to walk in the dark, but we can walk in the light. But we have the choice. Will we look and wait or will we overlook and move on? Simply put, friends, when, when you have a choice to make and you don't make it, that itself is a choice. You have an opportunity to take a step, even as you're listening right now. Hear me. Jesus is God's perfect, indescribable gift. Not only are we able to receive this gift, but we're able to share it with others on Christmas and every other day of the year. That's what happens when we look, wait, and embrace the overlooked gift. Let's find hope today. Because we have good news. No matter what you're facing in this moment, my prayer is that you will embrace Jesus and the good news wholeheartedly, that you will finish out 2023 better than you started it. I know it may have had some highs, may have some lows, but I want you to embrace Jesus like never before. Maybe you're here and you haven't received Jesus as your savior. You have an opportunity even in this moment God, I thank you for your word today. I thank you for sending your son, Jesus, who was born in a stable. Though he was overlooked by the world around him, God, I pray that we will be like the shepherds in Simeon, that we will look for the good news and we will wait when you are moving so that we could see our life forever illuminated and changed. God, I thank you for your word. God, I thank you for the freedom that is gonna be found because people take a step of action to bring this gift to a world around them. God, I pray also, Lord, that, that in our hearts, our hearts will be aligned with your word, that, that those who don't know you, that they'll take time to receive your son as their savior. It's as easy as admitting that we're a sinner. God, it's as easy as believing that your son is our savior. And it's as easy as committing to a life following him. God, I, I pray that 
that our lives that are listening in this moment will never be the same. Not because of our own doing, but because of the intervention of your son, Jesus Christ. Thank you for the good news. Well, friends, once again, thank you for tuning in with us for this week's audio message. If you haven't connected with us, connect with us at Hope Church BHM on social media or HopeChurchBHM.com. We hope you are having a very happy holidays. And as we always say, Merry Christmas. Hope is here. See you soon.